welcome back to the Race Nuts Podcast, episode four. We're back after a couple of weeks. And of course, we've got two of the biggest stories in Australian and world motorsports at the moment that we've missed while we've been gone. One, of course, is that Formula One driver, Raymond Grosjean, started a YouTube channel. <laughs> and James Corney has sold his first house as a real estate agent. Those are two big, big names. Definitely, yeah, and no. big events. Those are, it's those need to be covered, and I'm glad we're here to do that. Of course, we um we're talking about uh, Lewis Hamilton moving to Ferrari and the sudden maybe departure of um, Brokey Stecky from Erebus, and possibly unconfirmed. So much speculation, possibly the whole Supercars Championship itself. But as of right now, time of recording. Who knows? We don't. Someone at Erebus might. Brody might. They won't tell us. We have emailed them. We we <laughs> we were we're doing a supercar special, a preseason special, and so a couple of days before this whole Erebus thing had dropped, I'd send all the teams an email just saying, you know, just asking what the vibe is around the garage and stuff, and I sent every team that. And that surprisingly, the only ones, the busiest ones, it would have, with a bit of hindsight, who got back um, were Erebus. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll pass on to our PR um, team. Now, fair to say, the PR team has not gone back to us. And it makes a lot of sense why. Fair, it's fair to say they've had a bit going on. Yeah, just, <laughs> just a bit going on. So, you know, it's a shame, but... You can't win them all. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get stuck straight into the, the Brody thing. As I just said, we got no idea what's going on. We, we said a few days ago on the Facebook page that we're, we're holding back on exactly what's happening because there's that much stuff going around that it's hard to um to get a good handle on it. So we thought we won't try and jump the gun um, and beat everyone to Let's just wait until it unravels and we can see what's actually happening. Um, I was actually reading a a uh, article last night from Speed Cafe because um, yeah. Brody's just been seen for the first time since it's yeah, begun. publicly, been out in public, yeah. Yeah, and at the, I think it was the Most Sports Australia Awards receiving some stuff. Yeah. And um, all, he, all he said to, I think it may have said to Adrian Van Loon, but maybe someone else from Speed Cafe was that um, he can't speak because he's got contract and legal issues. And apparently that's a lot of this is legal stuff. Yeah. That's why a lot of people are saying quiet, but um, he did say he's in good health. Yeah, and is, um, is that physically and mentally? Is, he didn't. Did he like... It didn't seem like you. I only read the quote in the podcast. I okay. presume that yeah. means both. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. He does look fit though. He does. He, he looks does like look... he's 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 lost a bit of weight off in the off season. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was just in the gym crunching it. I yeah. don't know. Just big boy doing big boy things. Yeah. Who knows? No, nothing big boy would be more big boy than him sculling half a bottle of Coca-Cola when he won the championship. That is a very big boy thing to do. So, yeah, in amongst of all this, we've seen the sudden departure of um, major sponsor back Coca-Cola. They're gone. Yeah, they left along with a couple of other sponsors. Um, Sean Partners, yep. long-time sponsors of the team. And I don't have this on hand with me right now, but I believe South Coast, Truck rental that or something sound, along those lines. That sounds a 
about right. Yeah. So in, in the mix of all this, they have gone testing. So this this yes. story broke a couple of days before testing. Um, Hazelwood would be stepping in. Yeah. So Hazelwood, um, we spoke to last year about Sandown 500. Yeah. He's a uh, person. Don't start with this dog cat crap. But also, um, they did go testing at Winton Raceway. They went testing for two days. I believe they only cut roughly 20 laps on the Wednesday and more, I don't know the lap number on the Thursday. Um, they had Todd Hazelwood in. They were running the number one on that car, but it means nothing at a test. It could have yeah, number we, we, squazillion. Yeah, we, we saw this during, um, we saw a lot of comments about this. Um, because it's not an official session from Supercars, Supercars are giving the sign off that they because they've got to sign off whenever they do drive the cars, especially on a circuit, um, like what you saw with the Triple um, Eight car running around uh, Taupo at the um, New Zealand racing event. Which was for an engine test. Um, no, I don't think they did. An no, that test. was an engine test. That's everything I heard. No, around Taupo. Hmm. They're, they're doing engine tests with Dick Johnson around um, Queensland Raceway. Because um, there's a lot of we've gone off track here, but we we there's a lot of stink kicked up about that. Yeah, and um, Jack uh, Perkins, who was there as one of the drivers who did one of the demo laps, uh, came out and said, "Hey, look, Supercar signed off on it. Well, there was no data gathering allowed. There wasn't any engineers allowed. Me and Craig Lowndes, we were the ones that put the tires on the car. Yeah." And then on top of that too, the car wasn't being pushed. The car wasn't prepped properly. It wasn't set up. And that more, most importantly, uh, the car was on Pirelli rubber. Pirelli. And oh yeah. Well, so go, I believe it was the GT tire. Yeah. So next to nothing of that will transfer over to anything. Anything. Dunlop tires. And, yeah. yeah. And out of all the current drivers that drove it, Jack Perkins did, I believe. He was definitely there. Yeah. Um, Mur- uh, Greg Murph did. Yeah. And um, Craig Lowndes did. Now, Craig's the only current driving supercar driver. Yeah. Well, along, along with Jack LeBrock, but Jack LeBrock doesn't drive for Triple Eight. Yeah. And um, and Craig Lowndes isn't going to drive a Telpo anyway. No. So it's it's an it's a next to thing. nil. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent. My point being is um, it's not an official session. The super, uh, supercars can teams can put whatever they want on the side of the car. They've just chose to put number one for a bit of just a look at me move. Um, but yeah, so Todd Hazelwood, who was brought in as a co-driver after losing his seat at um, Blanchard, Racing Blanchard Racing last season, he's done a bit of Stephen Bradbury here where if it's looking like Brody won't return to the team from what's been reported with Speedcalf. Maybe he's got himself in perfectly at the right time. Yeah, he's just um, yeah, no, he's done really well yeah. here. This is case. There's no guarantee he's going to get the rest of the season. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I'm he sure. Is also committed to Trans Am, a season in Trans Am. He is, but I feel like if he's given the option, one yeah. or the other. Yeah, he'll run less Trans Ams. That that, and I do believe there's no. I have, well, I can't see my big calendar because uh, in the other room, but I believe there's no clashes this year with okay. those two categories. Yeah. So. Outside of the Sandown 500 weekend. Yeah. Which I think they're still aiming to try and move that one way or another. Yeah. Because that's going to be very taxing on the Victorian racing community. Absolutely. So that that's all we really know about that. We're still waiting on a lot of things 
of to be confirmed. We're hearing a lot of rumor. Pretty much the only thing I'll I'll just repeat what um Adrian Van Leeuwen from Speedcap has said. He's a yeah. um pretty reliable journalist. He's not the kind of guy that puts out crap for no reason. Where he yeah. he was saying when asked on asked to elaborate more was from his understanding that there's been a breakdown in the team. Yeah. And there's something to do between Brody and upper management, maybe implied to be um, Barry Ryan, yeah. team CEO, and team, uh, was team principal last year, now co team CEO with um, Betty Kamlinko. Yeah. So there's apparently it's been a bit of um, it's a me or him sort of thing. Yeah. And this might have been the same thing that happened with David Reynolds a few years ago when David Reynolds signed that 10 year deal with Erebus. And then nine months later, announced that he was off to Kelly Grove. Oh, okay, yeah. So maybe there's smoke, maybe there's fire. Who we're, knows? We're, we're going to just wait until yeah. something comes out and then we, we want to get more in depth to the subject because this, um, this is like probably the most crazy thing that's happened since Dick Johnson almost going under the year they won a championship in 2010. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's such a... So much mystery around it is what's really doing a number on it. It's hard to pay everyone like offering members refunds and all this and that. It's really hard. And let alone having won the drivers and teams championship last year, mm. going into 2024, like looking great, like yeah. in absolute form. The and then shit hits the fan. It's. You don't see that. Not, no. not really. The closest you might see that is something happening in F1 during the summer break or whatever. Yeah. And would, that's it. Would that have been <laughs> yeah. really volatile? So, yeah, no, it's so unprecedented for a reigning champion to leave. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like we're, we're saying in the past, but never like this. It's always been like, Historical moments of this happening, not in supercars, but in, um, or maybe supercars, you can sort of count um, Scott McLaughlin in 2020. He, he already announced pretty, I don't know, I think he announced it pretty late in the season that he was going to leave for IndyCar, but it had been in the works for a while. Yeah, well, it was still with Penske and all that. So yeah, well, that's still went with the same backers, so that, it was internal. Yeah, that was always a, that was always a thing with that was Penske always said if you do well here, yeah, there's there's options more if you want to. Yeah, worldwide options for go yeah. go bigger. Yeah, um, we look at Formula One. Um, I think it might have been oh, to 1995. I think it was N- Nigel Mansell won his world championship with Williams. Yeah, and then was bored of it and went, oh, I'm going to go to well Kart then. What is now the IndyCar series? Yeah, um, and then got bored of that and came back the following year. Um, biggest, probably do it. The biggest one of these ever, off the top of my head, would be uh, Nico Rosberg, twenty sixteen, won the title, and then at the gala award night a few weeks later, just went, oh, I'm not coming back. Lewis <laughs> 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 can have the rest. Yeah. I got my, I got mine. Now I'm going to become a YouTube. An occasional commentator where I'm just going to and a meme too, isn't he a meme with the He's fire behind so him? So many memes. Yeah, yeah, big in the meme space, but he isn't posting. It's just been made a meme of, but he 
Isn't he like who you know won the championship against Lewis Hamilton apparently, in the same machinery? Uh, I was, <laughs> apparently, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um. This is from a few years ago. Where they were talking about yeah. how George would go mentally against Lewis, mm-hmm. and apparently they did a speaking event in um one of the early races of that year. Is this like George at Williams and? No, this Lewis is when at... George was already at Mercedes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, someone asked Lewis what's it like to be um, a te- I have a new teammate with George and someone that's maybe not as settled as Valtteri. And he goes, oh, it's good. I miss oh, Valtteri, yeah. but um, George is good. He's not like one of those teammates I have that used to bounce a ball against my wall in the dressing room before a race start, <laughs> which apparently this is how Nico did eventually get into Lewis's head, was just doing annoying shit like that. Yeah. Bouncing balls and shit off the walls while Lewis was trying to meditate <laughs> and just talking shit as they drove, walked onto the grid. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, while we're talking about Lewis... And his big, big move to Ferrari, um, that's huge. I've recently started listening to an audiobook by Damon Hill and Johnny Herbert. And it was, they wrote this book during COVID and they were actually saying, obviously I've got the beautiful power of hindsight and they were just taking fun. They were saying Lewis would never actually, they didn't think, in a light-hearted chat, I think Lewis would end up at Ferrari. But when he did, the stock prices for Ferrari, <laughs> holy macaroni, I wish I had a heads up. Did you see how high it went? No, I didn't. I never saw the, like, I never saw it. I just knew it just blew up. The An article I saw, I think, from Autosport um, was that it ballooned ten billion dollars USD the day of the announcement. Holy heck. So they've probably just okay, I am not stocks expert, I don't know how it all works, but at least for a moment they got that money back. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't know what they're paying the Lewis, but it's gonna be a lot. Yeah. That apparently part of the deal was um uh Lewis has I think it's called the forty four foundation, which is um is obviously his his foundation, by the sounds of that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. A, some form of charity that goes towards um inequality and all that sort of stuff that yeah. everyone knows is very close to Lewis's heart. So, but apparently part of that too was a big donation and ongoing support of that charity for like life kind of thing. I think just for the term of his contract, I don't know. But yeah. I, I was reading that apparently uh, Ferrari's got to kick a bit into that. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a. Bit of a surprise. It's one of these things we always talk about. That's every. I remember when the news started to break because every few years we get these like Italian media reporting Lewis to Ferrari. Yeah. Or it's always like Italian or German media that for some reason always cover these crazy ideas. Yeah. And God knows how how long a photo of Lewis Hamilton in a Ferrari race suit has been around. Well, he owns Ferrari cars. He has for a yeah. long time. It, well, yeah, he owns a variety of supercars, so. Yeah, but uh, so I initially read that going like, oh yeah, this would be another like article from celeb.com or the Daily yeah. Mail. Yeah. Just baseless crap. And then, <laughs> and then the people, if you want to know what's really going on in terms of motorsport, I recommend follow the journalists, not, well, not just their outlets, but follow the journalists themselves on Twitter and stuff. And you'll find a few journalists here and there, like I have a Formula One mostly, that when they start talking about something, it's yeah. not crap. 
Yeah. And when these few people that I follow that I know are, are good for it, that don't normally follow up loose ends. Yeah. When they start talking about it, that's when I message you saying something's hey, happening. Something's happening, yeah, yeah. Something's in the works. So yeah, no, so Lewis is going to Ferrari on uh in at, at the beginning of twenty twenty five on a two year deal. Okay. With this will be his last career move. Yeah. He will end his yeah. career at Ferrari. Um Mercedes were quite surprised by the sense of Toto apparently didn't get told until twenty four hours prior to the announcement. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a bittersweet season this year. The last I'd never thought I'd ever see Lewis leave Mercedes. I truly thought it'll just be an announcement yeah. of retirement. Yeah, but I've I've heard rumors. I haven't seen any articles or anything. But apparently he's always wanted to yeah. be in a Ferrari. He's always said he, that he, sweet sweet red. Well, it's done big, something to him. It's a big thing to him because his idol was um, uh, Ernst Senna. Okay. And that was Ernst Senna's dream to to draft a Ferrari prior to his passing. Something he never did. Um, obviously, he ran out of time. Ernst never got that opportunity because he, he passed away at Imola in '94. And prior to that, um, Alan Prost had moved to Ferrari and part of that deal because they so hated each other so severely. Yeah. After the McLaren years, his contract was that they could not sign Ernst as his teammate. Oh. So for as long as Alain Prost was at Ferrari, he couldn't go there if he wanted to. And yeah. took the gamble that Williams was the way to go and um unfortunately took his life, which um well we won't mention it now. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of um and center content coming up in the next few months as this year is the thirtieth anniversary of his passing. That's news to me. Yeah. Well that's exciting. I'm excited it's to not put well, that together. It was in the group chat. Oh. So I've read it, I've just forgotten. Yeah, as usual. Oh, fair enough. This is why we have a group chat. <laughs> nah, I'll take that. All right. Uh, we want to move on? Yeah, let's move on to the next. Um, stars of the past. So, in the last episode, uh, we had landed on Max Wilson. Yep. And I forgot how, like, what race and stuff, but it was my job to research who Max Wilson is. And I have now written a whole word document with more words in it than I have for some school projects back when I was in school. So I was here's a little blast from the past for you. So Max Wilson, he was born in 1972. He started go-karting at the age of 13, 1984. He moved into single seat racing in 1993 and was offered a drive a year later within Brazilian Formula Ford. I believe the team is Ama Nassar Racing, and he was driving a Dallara 394 Mugen Honda, finishing second in the season. In uh, finishing second in the 1994 season, the same year that F1 legend Ayrton Senna took pole at Interlagos. All right, so that's the first bit. That's just him getting started, and this is a whole thing. He continued to find his feet in open wheelers and travel into Germany to compete too. Max had found himself competing in international touring car championships in 1996, finishing 19th. Max decided to travel abroad to continue his career and head to America to compete in the car championship series for the 2001 season, finishing 25th. 
So so far he hasn't, you know, done great in open tin tops and stuff like that um, throughout his his crack. But he's still, you know, he's still learning a lot. I think at this point, um, after many years of racing and not many championships, Max once again found himself abroad. This time in a Ford AU Falcon V8 supercar. So now we enter his supercar period. This is how we found Max. Um, at the age of 30, Max signed to Briggs Motorsport when the team expanded to a free car operation. The trio of Simon Wills, Tony Longhorse, and I wrote Simon Wills again. Okay, so I've done a typo. <laughs> finishing, finishing 32nd in that season. And that was probably at the back of the whole field there. Best result in his debut season was P8 at Surfers Paradise, and he continued in the V8s and jumped ship to Dick Johnson Racing for the 2003 season, once again running a Ford BA Falcon, but with Triple Eight and competing in 22 races of the season. Max found himself on the podium in the third, in third place in the last race of the season. If it sounds like I'm reading a novel, by the way. So I can... You wrote one. Oh, mate, I had to. Mate, if I wanted to deep dive this bloke. You've written his autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, where were we? Where were we? There we are. Max's average finishing position for the 2005 season was 17. So, he's a real backmarker kind of uh, operation. It comes across as... You know, he didn't do great or anything like that. Um, but a couple of fans, I did ask um, in a supercars group, what did you guys think of Max Wilson? Because there's a lot of people who watched him run around and stuff. And we've got people like Luke saying he was very, very fast, criminally underrated. Um, Brent saying he was epic. Uh, Tim saying an absolute gun qualifier. Yeah, so it was great for the crowd by the sounds of it. Mm. And it's always hard to get qualifying stats. Oh, yeah, it is. And so that's, yeah, insane. Um, Keeping himself committed to V8 supercars, he finally found some stability at WPS Racing for two seasons, 2006 and 2007. With WPS, Max finished the championship in 15th and 17th. Max's final year in the category, he put the foot down with Brad Jones Racing in a Holden BE Commodore as a co-driver to Brad Jones. The duo resulting in 7th and 15th at the at Phillip Island and 5th at the Bathurst 1000. Um, what else do we have on after Max's time in supercars, he set up shop in Brazilian stock car series. In just his second season, Max pulled together a championship. Throughout Max's time in stock car Brazil, Max ran with Eurofarmer RC till retiring from the category in 2016 without another championship. Nowadays, Max keeps himself in shape with boxing and helping his son compete in go karting. And he's also a Brazilian F1 commentator oh well, there you go there you go that's max wilson for you that's a novel that's a novel and a half it's always interesting when we get these internationals yeah oh, mate they yeah it's crazy 
And that was a hell of a ride up to do. Like that was me sitting there for a few hours, not, you know, riding it up in my own words. Um, but yeah, that's Max Wilson for you. And now I guess would be the appropriate time to give you who you'll be looking up. So I'm going to pick 2001 season, okay. the Shell Championship Series. Do you want me to bring it up on my side? If you would like to. Uh, uh, my mice is dead, so I don't get a choice. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go round six. And what position? You've got all the way to 32. Mm, all the way to 32? One to 32 you can pick. Okay, uh, let's go 10. 10. Larry Perkins. He's kind of written himself. Pick, we pick, it, pick we, again. <laughs> yeah, pick again. Uh, let's, go, let's go 12. 12? You have got <laughs> Jason Barguana. Oh, oh, do it. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, commit to Jason. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, right. I, I know enough about him that I sort of know who he is, but I don't know a lot about him, so this would be, be a good deep dive. Awesome. Right, so Jason Barguano is our next stars of the past. And he's still kicking around actually with his um son and all that. His family's huge in the motorsport world. Yeah. Her name's gigantic. <laughs> it's gigantic and I can't pronounce it, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's your stars of the past. Tune yeah, um, for the next episode to watch right. me stuff it up four hundred times. Now I'm going to take a pause right here. We're going to just be out that. that oh, aircon's yeah. going on. What? The aircon is going on. Uh, due to the fact that it is summer here in Melbourne, which is anything above 30 degrees, we can see melting. Um, we've had to turn the air conditioning on because we will melt. Thank so you. Thank you, Jane Bunn. Now, yeah. on to Dan's Formula Ford story. Um, Formula Ford, right. So this happened to Mount Mice is dead, isn't it? Dude, I keep using Jeebus it. Jeebus believes it. I'm going to put that over there because I'm going to keep grabbing it because I will for- keep forgetting that it does not work. Now, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't drink that bottle of nondescript whiskey that you just handed to me because this will become a very political podcast. <laughs> um, so a few weeks ago, I um, actually, more than a few weeks ago, Boxing Day, actually, I was oh, sitting I'm sitting around. I've been, I've been waiting to tell you this. Keep forgetting. Keep, keep edging me, mate. Yeah. So, Formula, <laughs> Formula Ford Australia, they put out a book um, late last year called uh, 50 Years of Formula Ford Australia, just to, talking about their history. And I was, it was $100. I was thinking about it. Oh, yes, no. For those who don't know, I, yeah. I do quite a lot of reading, especially around motorsports. And I thought, uh, I was sitting there box day going, do you know what? I like reading about Australian motorsports. It seems like something that um, I'll be interested in, and it's it's supporting um, it's supporting category I really like. So I, I went and jumped on the Formula Four website and um, and grabbed it. That's all good. And while I was there for, oh, since I'm paying shipping, is there anything else here I would like to bundle up with? So yeah. I, had, I had a little browse around the Formula Ford store. Yeah, and they they got some things you speak. Like I'm looking here now. They got they got jackets. Formula Ford jacket, that's cool. Um, you know, they got Formula Ford shirts, beanies, that sort of, sort of stuff. The the thing that surprised me was I saw a section that said shoes. Yeah. What? And therefore, I guess, you know, I, I said they're selling safety stuff here, like um, the fire suits and the, 
the undergarments for the, the five resistant for armor garments. So it makes sense. Maybe they sell racing shoes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Mate, would you like an official pair of Formula Ford executive leather bound track shoes? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's a no you, you want something a little bit more sporty. How about official Formula Ford carbon fiber running shoe? Or there's um... right, are these just wacky? No, no, these shoes. are proper. Sh- I'm not gonna pick up a laptop because I don't want to plug them up. Now. Send me the link. Oh, okay. You, you get you get live links moving on the pod. Just just go a couple of stuff. Google Formula Ford shop. <laughs> do, do, do the hard work. Formula Ford shop. I better not be disappointed here. Oh, oh Ash, much. I'm only just starting on the shoes. The oh, shoes, okay. The shoes are only just the beginning. <laughs> I went down a rabbit hole when I did this. Sure. All right. You can continue as I am now on the website. Well, I want you to. First of all, I'm, I'm on the website myself. I want to go down. I'm not kidding. You've got the shoes. So you got the shoes, and then they got some more stuff. You can like former Ford phone cases. More shoes. They got a lot of shoes. I just went seven pages down. There's more shoes. Um, yeah, shirts, stuff like that. Caps. Yeah, all the norms. Now, if you go down the real far back, I'm look. I'm currently looking at laptop cases, screen protectors, um, you know, the mouse pads and stuff. The thing that shook me more than shoes, yeah, was Formula Ford official ten ounce square whiskey shot glass. The best. <laughs> No, because it's twenty five dollars. Oh, I wanted to so much. I just can't justify twenty five dollars at the oh moment. My gosh, they've got everything. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? The, the shirts aren't bad. I'm gonna oh shorts. You can get yourself a pair of Formula Ford medium length carbon um, boogie shorts. <laughs> In your choice of black, pearls and blue, um, British Racing Green, and Formula Ford dark blue. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, hoodie. The hoodies look, but it all looks good. I'm not. I'm not dissing them. This is You're all. Just, it's just it's all good quality stuff. But I was not expecting the shoes, and I was not expecting the shot glasses. Right? It, could you imagine? So, you know how you get these essays who are lining up their straps on the Adidas bloody yeah. thing. <laughs> You rock up in a full tracksuit of you, Formula You can form. do that. They've got tracksuit pants, Ash. They've got tracksuit pants. They've got track socks. They've got, they got socks. socks. You can dress yourself in... Fu- you can do it all. we we got to do this. It's going to cost us like $200, but I reckon one day we we go to Winton. Oh, Formula when Ford, head to toe. Yes. The shoes. All right. We'll do the that. hoodie, <laughs> the beanies, the hat, the whole. The and we'll even see if they've got a little um, oh fanny pack. I they probably that... would. If not, they wouldn't. Well, be they in. got the laptop bag, which you could probably double. Yeah, you could probably double that as the said fanny bag. They got it. <laughs> okay, this one sort of makes sense, but it's still funny. Um, license slash phone slash passport holder. That one makes sense because someone someone would be like, "Yep, yeah, then take me passport because I'm I'm Formula Four, I'm doing something." <laughs> but ironically, out of all the shoes, do you know what the watcher they don't sell? What race boots? 
that is that is amazing. Well, that is what I should wear to my go fast. Yes, I should. I don't think the ship is quick enough. <laughs> you might have to go I'll, down there I'll and pick it up. Go to the warehouse and say, "Hey, boys." Hit me out. I'm what, driving a Formula Ford. Why they ask them how much of the shoes they move? I'm generally questioning. I, I want to know how many shoes they sell. <laughs> I, enough to at least put them on the website. <laughs> That's insane. Well, there's that. <laughs> oh my god. That's a that's a lot happening. Uh, so we'll move on from the pure variety of the merchandise that Formula Ford has on offer. We laugh now, but also we don't sell merchandise. We don't sell merchandise, but if you're listening to this, get get yourself some Formula Ford merchandise. We wanna we wanna see a spike mm. in the Formula Ford shop website. And then they can back us and they're like, Oh, you guys are great ambassadors for Formula Ford and they're like You oh. sell you bullied our shoes, but we did get some sales. Yeah, yeah, we actually sold our first pair. <laughs> now I wonder that someone would have brought the shoes. You'd have to love You'd have to, yeah, be someone. But, but yeah, but yeah, they don't have don't, they don't have stickers. I was like, I was all in for like a two dollar car sticker. Why do you did the shoes when you went on this website first off? Did the shoe was was the shoes the bait and hook? I was just so confused. I was like, oh, they got they got other merch. I was just scrolling down. I was like, shoes. What do you mean shoes? Yeah, and then you're like, oh, seven more pages. What else could be here? What else could be here? And then shot glass. <laughs> that that's one that threw me the most with this shot glass. That's wild. Ah, uh, all right. Oh, let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on before we say shoes. Okay, we skipped past two parts of our thing. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we missed it. We oh, okay. straight past sand down and twelve hour. Oh, I didn't write the twelve hour part. Oh, but yeah. we'll do a little preview and we'll hit up the sand down overview. Okay, right. You want to so, kick us off? Well, you went. You want to kick us off with Sandown, man? That you went both days. Yeah. All right. So Sandown Speed Series, uh, race Sandown or Sandown race Sandown was kind of what they were marketing as. Um, it was good, definitely. I actually on the Saturday I watched maybe all of five laps of racing, if that, because I was really roaming around the pits, uh, getting signatures and all that. On one of our race nut shirts that we have, and I plan on get continuing that shirt to frame it, and just have a really cool shirt with a lot of big signatures and you know kids that are up and coming and who one day could be the next Oscar Piastri or whatever. I'm just like, damn, I got one of the first twenty signatures. Um, you could tell it was quiet though. From the moment I was able to park within a hundred meters of the gate, you, I knew it was quiet. There were only four categories racing. Australia Formula Open, uh, TCR Australia, Trans Am Australia, and production cars as well. And that made the place feel very empty. It was, yeah, a very different vibe to the last year's. Like, And because they've lost the stand sponsorship as well, there's a lot less signage around and all that. So the vibe was different, but it was still a really good day. I got to um, see one of my friends, and she's actually managing a 
F3 team in... Uh, Formula Open, sorry. Yeah, in the Formula Open. Yeah. Uh, but it's like an old F3 car, a 2004 model. So that was pretty cool. Got to have a look at that, make the team. Um, really excited to see where that team goes because I'd, I'd like to work with them a bit and, you know, just see where opportunities take us. Just get involved. So, yeah. Yeah, I, get amongst it. I missed, um, I missed Saturday because of our prior obligations, but I was there Sunday. And um, uh, you're right about the vibe. It was, I, I walked into the paddock of you and I went, oh, no. Yeah. This is, it's not. Um, we've heard a lot about the financial situation with Speed Series. Mm-hmm. Um, we know um, V8 Touring Cars has ceased this season. We hope that they'll return next season due to lack of entries. Yeah. Um, S5000 has held, held their season with a plan to, they might get going this year, but they won't guarantee anything. Yeah. Some of that's political, some of that's not. Um, just those, oh, just those two categories missing, really lined up the place. Um, so yeah, that was concerning. The in terms of the broadcast, um, a bit of love and hate. With, so they're going back to Channel Seven, back yeah. to Fred Aware, which yeah. is it's good that people can access it. Which they seem to be mostly doing on Seven Eight and Seven Plus, not actually yeah. Channel Seven itself. No, everything's on Seven Plus with. Select days and hours on seven mate. Yeah. I don't believe they're doing anything on channel seven. On the main channel, no. Yeah. But my problem was I I like the stand putting out a good product. It was too expensive though. Yeah. Because as yeah. I as I mentioned to you at Sandown, I want I want old paper stand again, but I yeah. I I've got nothing left to watch on the streaming service. I just want to pay for the sports. Yeah. But you can't. It'd be you good gotta, if they could divvy that up. Yeah, if they could do that up so you could just pay fifteen bucks for just the sports. I could maybe consider it, but paying $35 for half I won't use and the rest is just IndyCar and Speed Series. I just can't and endurance racing. Yeah, so. Yeah. But my problem with Channel 7 is the ads are relentless and yeah. it just... I, I, I get you got to yeah. advertise, but the TCR races are so short. All, all those category races are so short that surely... You yes. can hold off to a safety car yeah. or even just throw a little box in the corner. You know, you don't at least, have to at least take throw the whole a, thing. Yeah, at least throw a box. Nothing more. We we had the one of the phones going. We set up on um at Mountain on Corner and uh, on the Sunday, and we had one of the t- phones going for the replay, and so we could see what we we could see what we couldn't see from where we were, and we ended up just turning it off because we were watching more ads than what we were racing. Yeah, was... and. It's, it sounds mildly pet peeve with Channel Seven and with free to air coverage. I'm sure Channel Ten's the same with the Grand Prix. I've, I haven't watched it on Channel Ten for years, but I'm sure it's the same with them. And yeah, but the the vibe was the vibe in the paddock was different. I I, I will give it the caveat that last year was a week before the Sandown Five Hundred. Yeah, so they had all the tents and all the stuff set up for that as well. Yeah. So that made that it feel bigger. Made it feel bigger. Yeah. But the, the racing hasn't changed. The the, the racing overall was good. Um, Trans Am had a big pile-up, nine-car pile-up on Sunday. Yeah, unfortunately, a friend of the show, Elliot Barber, that was the end of his weekend. Yeah. Um, not a, a local that lives around us. Um, Clay Richards did, did very well. He got his second podium TCR. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He hasn't. He's shown really good potential. He's got he's got good race pace. Yeah. He's got good race craft. Yeah. He just needs to pick up on that qualifying to be a little bit more of the front. Yeah, and that could be down to setup just not working how he wants. Could, and could still learning the cars. Like by all means, he's had three yeah, yeah. things with different well, teams. My, and different my point being is he's had two race starts now. One at Winston last year. One at um this year. It's I was at three because he was at Sandown last year yeah. in a in a different car again. But it seems to find when he does. Um, well in the first race to be up the front in the reverse grid. He's yeah. very good at holding that position. Oh, he's beautiful. I'm watching attack, like having a crack at first place was amazing. Like we were all squealing like little school children. It was just a great race to watch. And yeah, it's I'd love to see him racing more mm. for TCR. Um, we, we do know that the goal for him is Super yeah. 2 at, at this stage, but... Yeah, but he, he hasn't confirmed if he's going to continue with TCR full time. I yeah. think he's he's putting his feet in and seeing if he wants to get wet or not. But um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I don't. I'll, I'll take it by the indication from the way he's speaking on Sunday that he's not doing eighty sixes this year. No, no, he's actually um, from memory, I believe he's loaned out his eighty six. Oh yeah, so that's uh. Someone else has taken that for driving all the best of them. Well, it was actually, um, not the docks missile, but it was actually across the road here at um, the local Toyota dealership for a few weeks on display. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so was the Brody car, actually. It was. We've actually had a lot of um, cars come through the dealerships in town and all that because they seem to be big sponsors of motorsport. Yeah. It was a very near motorsport area, so yeah. we'll move on to. Um, we were going to do a special for this. Unfortunately, we did not have the time with my work um, placement at the moment. But we uh, we were going to do a twelve hour special. We didn't have the time to do that, but the twelve hour is this weekend, which is very exciting. It's a great race to watch. I'll be. I recently um, at home set up my room. So just have my own space. I can have all my racing kit in there and a sim that I've recently finished making. I can, I'm going to sit up in there on the couch, throw a 12 hour on. I assume it starts at 5.30 or 5 or something like that. I think that's the additional time of starting. It should be good. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know. I know last time I tried to watch it, Dan and I, we were both just on my couch and we just passed out like after the first 40 minutes. But we came back stronger like a couple of hours later. It was a very quiet morning. In our defense, that was the year that there was mad fog. And so they just ran out of the safety car for at least it, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was very heavy fog. That's saying that Bathurst suffers from a lot. But I think that was a lot later in the year though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so should be better. The first hour and a half is the hour to watch. Hopefully... I'm gonna see. I can, I'm going to be driving through the middle of regional New South Wales into Queensland on Sunday, which means I'm going to not be able to sit down and watch the race. But hopefully, catch a glimpse of I'll, it through radio or anything. Of yeah, the I'll try. And, I don't think Noons is doing the SEN for this, which is sucks. So I was really hoping. Hopefully, Noons is doing radio for this. I might be able to catch bits and pieces that are coming in and out of um yeah in in and out of internet range. The fact that I'll be driving from Dubbo on Sunday, yeah is just so it's it's almost as frustrating as last year when i drove into townsville on the thursday night 
or of this Tantal 500 and, and um we've missed we've missed a couple of flights from various reasons and yeah. cancellations and stuff and i remember sitting at the airport saying just tell the place broken place broken place broken place broken place broken me in townsville any weekend of the year make it the weekend of the 500 but absolutely uh, wasn't the b so <laughs> i'll you'll be mostly keeping an eye on that yeah from our socials yeah absolutely and hopefully relaying the juicy stuff on to me Oh, maybe I might just leave you high and try it. Make you watch the whole twelve hours, mate. Considering considering some of the places I'll be driving, you might have the Morse code to me. This yeah. <laughs> be some pretty telegraph it. literally <laughs> telegraph it to me because it's gonna be some pretty dark down places. <laughs> um, so to cap to summarize speed series, which is where this whole conversation somehow started, um, it's in trouble. Oh, I don't a- want it to be. I'd love for it to... It's a great, great event. Look, trouble, so, they need more TCR cars. They need more people to get involved in the TCR side. They stuff. need spectators. They need more... Like, honest to God, if you watch supercars, mm. go to a Speed Series weekend. One day or both yeah. or and, and you will, And you'll see supercars people there. Like, you there's will. so many... So... Yeah, Golding, Slade, Hazelwood. That, uh, all three of those are doing the full Tran-Am season, season. Unless... Other commitments come in. Well, there's like I so said, there's, there's there's no clashes, so yeah. they should be all sweet. That's probably why. Um, well, Hazelwood wasn't. Well, Hazelwood isn't going to be that busy anyway. Yeah, you can't see if I'm doing quotation marks about isn't going to be busy throughout the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, Premier signed off on Golding and Slade on the full season. Yeah. Um, and then in TCR, you know, you've got. Uh, you got the got Richards, the Richards. Yep. flying um, around there. Yeah. I presume, if possible, Clay's going to do the full season. You got um, Cameron, who I believe yeah. he's doing a full season of Super Two this year. I've done some Super Two last year. Yeah. You got the Barguanas. Yeah, the Bargs are in there. Um, you got a lot of kids that yeah. should be in Super Two and just haven't got their Zach Suter. Yeah, he should be in Super Two. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Cox, and, he's great. And Speed Series, honest to God. Throughout the whole time we've been going to these speed series events, when we can, is you always have pit access. They do free grid walks for their events, and you can always ask at the garage. You just ask the team member or someone around. You just say, "Hey, do you mind if I have a look around your race car, please?" Yeah, nine out of ten times. Nine out of ten times, they will let you in. And just make sure you stay out of the way, but they will let you in. Yeah. And just kind of pick your moment. If they're like fixing a trashed don't, car, don't, don't 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 push it. But if there's yeah. shit everywhere, don't. If they're within half hour of a session, yeah, don't don't. don't stress. But if we get there early in the morning, they're just plodding around having coffees. Yeah, you know, have a chat. You know, yeah, it's so that, approachable. It's all approachable. That's what I love about the sport is there's no one here for the glory. No. Like everyone started here, including us, because we love this. We love the sport. We love motorsports. Yeah. And everything around it. So and that's where that's where everyone's coming from. And um, no, it's a really friendly concept. Unless I'm going to bring this up here just briefly. If for some reason, whoever organizes security at Sandown is listening, please sort that out. You. Because we, we, we've all gone, we've gone to Sandown every year since COVID, something like that. Yeah. We, we've been yeah, there a we've lot. We've been there a few times a year. I am yet to have a positive, constructive, or good interaction with security there. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not going to go into specifics about incidents, but it is ridiculous that, and it's not just us, but there was a big blow up at the 500 because um, the 500 last year, because apparently there was dramas with the park and pass system because they were around. I can't remember something about it. There was something about one area wasn't letting people in. They were were like, no, no cars in here. Only people. And they're like, no, it's park and pass. We paid for this. Another gate. Um, wasn't doing alcohol checks and so like a lot of alcohol came in yeah and that in enhanced thing caused issues but some people said well what the hell's going on so yeah it's very lax for christ's sake sort it out because <laughs> we don't have many times of this track left yeah and if i could just be a send down once about going did i look at security the wrong way security at Sandown feels like a bouncer at a nightclub they're all over you they're all over you, and you feel like you're like, hey, mate. All over you, not in a friendly way. No, no, no. It's, you know how, like, they're you, looking for something to do. You know, when you went out as a, like, in your mid 20s, or we are in our mid 20s, you know, when you went out when you were younger when to I, clubs? Yeah, when my bones didn't crack because I stepped, stood up. Yeah, when you, weren't, when you weren't shattered from the industrial workforce. Yeah. Or, or had my, uh, one of my, like, my C7 punched in from when uh, Dan. You know, punch you me in the back that. because I was looking at a possum in the Philip Island. You deserve to be punched in the back for all your previous crime. But my point being is, remember being younger and you went to a nightclub and you're like, there's a bounce there that you just, you just don't make eye contact. Anyway, you said, hey, mate, how are you going? The next thing you would see is sky ground, sky ground as you got thrown out the front door. Yeah. That's how security at Sandown feels. Absolutely. That's my rant over. <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> All right. Um, um, do we have any more light-hearted topics? Um, um, I got no, that got... <laughs> I got oh, <laughs> Shane Grand Prix, twenty twenty-four, twenty twenty-five. Yeah, back to to be Yeah, we're back to number one, baby. Um, which is gonna make it hell for tickets. Yeah, so I sure awesome. I saw that. I was like, this might be the first year we miss. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. We just get. If we, if like, I'll still, you know, commit myself to the whole weekend. I just have to hire a hotel room that overlooks with some binos and get like a telescope or something. I, so I, I was could see the atoms of. The I was binos. considering we go there with a five-ton excavator. We'll get one of the boys to bury us in coffins with an air system to the surface, like three hundred mil under, and then the we, boys bring in shovels on race day. And just get us yeah. out. We're like racing just, like, just climb out of the hole. Yeah, yeah, race gear ready to go. Some people bury their alcohol. Some bury people. Some people bury us. <laughs> um, man, that's, that's gonna a, be. That's a lot of commitment. To I course. think I'm gonna have to buy the token. I feel I don't want to, but I think I'm gonna have to buy like the free four hundred dollar whatever it is token to get yeah. early access, or hope that it all works out and we can buy some um some tickets sold later. Through Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm so excited for it to be the first round because I imagine F3 and F2 will still be Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're signed up too, so they're definitely coming. Yeah, so... And I would love to be there for the first round. Like, it just... Because first round. First yeah. round things happen. And like, like we mentioned, I think it was the last episode, episode prior they got to sort out their crap because the curve is stunned. I was looking at some uh, some stats. 
the this DTS popularity curve of the back of DTS and the 21 season, it's starting to peak and starting to come down. Yeah. So with hopefully with that prices will come down as popularity falls. Yeah. Um, because it's getting uh, borderline untenable. Yeah. So it's it's starting to come as bollocks it's gonna start coming down, hopefully twenty five with the first year, but then at the same time it's the first time Lewis is in a Ferrari, so for fuck's sake, Lewis, it's, why did you do it's that? It's all winding up to fuck us up. Yeah. Can't can't wait to pay three times the regular price. We'll do what um the F one Australian Grand Free admin on Facebook and whatnot does. It's like we'll they've met they made a meme like last year or something where they're talking about uh, people messaging them to get a free seat. Well, I didn't. I couldn't buy tickets. Yeah. So we should message them, say, give them a sob story, and then we can be like, "Do you know who we are?" And then we, then they're like, "No, we don't know who you are." And then we're like, "Right," because we're very small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just then continue to just out your ticketing processes yeah. on a podcast. Uh, speaking of ticketing. I'll just throw this out there. Um, if you are looking to buy tickets and you've missed out, um, please buy them through Ticketmaster. Yeah, the, only... the, please buy resale tickets over Ticketmaster. Because there is one. Don't get yourself scammed. It's yeah. as much as what you want to see the Grand Prix. It's not worth that really shitty feeling of getting those, scammed. Those scammers live for this stuff. Oh yeah, that's they all they do. They love it. They are amongst the group. So they... as as we discovered last year, we we missed out, and then we got our tickets at a premium. My ad through um, Ticketmaster's resale program, which is when they resell re uh, tickets sold back then at an extra price. You're gonna pay probably an extra, maybe I think we paid an extra seventy bucks for our tickets yeah. each. Um, but we got them securely. They came from Ticketmaster, and this year they're more pushing that. I just got an email resulting from our ticket saying, hey, from Tim saying, hey, just let you know if you're looking at not going, sell yeah. it back to us. Don't sell it privately. I know it made it hard because we last year we had a whole saga. I had a whole saga with this that we'll go into another time because I had collector's tickets. And you can't do a collector's ticket, which sucks. But at least with collector's tickets, you can get a physical ticket. Yeah, something um, tangible. Something tangible is proof. But yeah, yeah. If, you can't, if you can't get anything physical out of it, and, it, and then if you get a physical ticket, do your research, make sure... That's a real thing. If you want, even I have a group called All Things Australian Grand Prix. That's a group I run. Um, yeah, come join us. And give us a buzz if you want to know what a real ticket looks like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just don't go out there and get yourself scammed by stuff yeah. like that. Be careful. So um, it's like make sure there's every. I don't want to undermine genuine people but there's every chance you're getting scammed because people if you say you want two tickets for sunday ga that's all good or even in a grandstand and within five minutes someone says hey i have this don't even bother with them they are someone sitting on it maybe i don't know really or just question the heck out of it ask them every question under the sun like how did you buy this? Show me a receipt. Do this and that. Just, yeah. And we can even, um, we might even attach a, a government. Well, well, that's another thing this. too. If you are buying privately, I'll blow it out. It's story for another time because it was a massive head noise last year. Yeah. 
Um, that wasn't aided me. by me knocking on your door every and again saying, hey, is that real? Check that. And oh, don't give me that head noise. Um, <laughs> of trying to, basically, just a, a quick summary is I got us some tickets, just all I could get, yeah. which is not where we wanted to be. Um, the time between um, I actually, through the Ticketmaster resale thing, I brought the tickets we, where we wanted to be for that extra money, but now I was stuck with tickets I didn't need. Yeah. But they were physical tickets, so I couldn't sell them back to, re, to Ticketmaster. And between people that were trying to knock me down on price, um, I had one woman cuss me out because I was selling it for the price I brought it for. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, no, I'll sell it to you for a loss. Yeah. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, so it, it is a massive fuck around, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um. Is that all we have? I think that's all we have, but um, yeah, we're going to call it for this episode. Um, sorry for a bit of a, a delay between the episodes. We're trying to be more and more consistent. We're finding our feet still. So We're, we're finding our feet. I do a job that means I'm, I'm away a lot for work, so that makes it harder yeah. to do stuff more consistently. But we're, we're finding um, ways around that um, and, and just improving the product. Stay tuned. We, while we have missed opportunity to do the planned speed series, pre-season um, episode, unfortunately, that's coming gone. And we won't have time, even though we're recording this before the time, we won't have time to do a good Tyler Hour episode. No. We do have just enough time to do a good Supercars pre-season special. So we're going to record that right after this, actually. So stay tuned. By the time this comes out, that's probably not far behind. We're going to go real in-depth to all the teams, all the drivers, uh, maybe go a little bit more in depth to the Brody Kostecki situation to maybe analyze that a little bit more. We don't want to go on too much about it because I'm sure at some point people are going to get sick of hearing about it. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to do a good run down the calendar and everything just before this um, this premier Australian category kicks off. All right. Well, thank you for listening.